Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm, the comedy podcast where we make sequels to your favorite Hollywood movies. <laughs> you can't even make it through the first sentence. No, we're I, having it's a, a special edition already. No, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. It was a special edition. It was a throwback to our old podcast, The Silver Screen Redemption, because we're doing a movie today. There we go. Yay! It was entirely intentional, and we've got one of our uh, one of our uh, studio executives. Uh, back on the line. If I'm the studio executive again, that's why. <laughs> Remember, I fired you in that that old. Oh yeah, that's year right. Law, year, two um, year old you're not episode. a studio executive anymore, though. Silver Screen Studios is shut down. It's Dang now it. Perfect Brainstorm. Dang it. We're all in the cloud now. I've lost all the power. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Now we'll say our names so everyone knows our names. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And our former studio executive is Joseph Young. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. You're probably wondering why is there no Jake Bush. Um, we gave Jake Bush a Firestone, and he evolved into a Joseph Young. Not to be confused with Andrew J. Young, who we had on the episode last week. This is what? Joseph A. Young. What? Um, Probably no relation. You had another Young on this? This is feeling a little unfaithful. <laughs> That's what we do on this podcast. Should we get into our topic? I'm very excited for this topic. Uh, the topic will explain a little bit uh, of why we needed your expertise on the show today. Um, we're talking about uh, Ludo, which is a great band. An amazing band. Amazing band from St. Louis, Missouri. Woo! From your from your town, sounds like. Yeah, man. Lake Pontchartrain, and, and along with it, sounds like there's there's even more. This is the one I know fairly well. It re, it seems like a lot of this stuff lends them lends itself to be they're sort of cinematic, right? They kind of feel like oh, they're, yeah. they're telling a story, and it could be easily adapted into a movie. He definitely just painted a whole picture. Yeah. Um, one one thing that actually just popped in my head was Go Getter Greg. Like that could be a movie too. It'd be a very different movie. <laughs> Definitely a comedy but, in that one. That that is, yeah. that's a favorite of mine as well. So yeah, you'll notice mostly anytime I make reference to Ludo, most of it will be from this from the album. You're awful. I love you. Our listeners might know Ludo from Love Me Dead. That yeah. was like their big one. So if you're following along and you're like, I don't know who Ludo is, go listen to that and you'll be like, Yeah, I know this song. Yeah, it was on the radio. Um, you should have heard it. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. We should probably just tell people, go listen to the song. We're not going to play the whole song. It's You'll probably short. appreciate this episode more if you've heard it. Much like our listeners, pretty much all our listeners, because no one has heard this song. I guarantee it, besides How you two. dare you? Um, I'm going to listen to it right now so I can get the whole vibe of the song. And then okay. be this new, like, be introduced to that which is Ludo. And we can all be on the same wavelength and get ready to make this most excellent movie. Or it might not be because no one's heard of the song. So it's probably not good. That's uh, that, my that is a horrible thing to say. So you think only popular things are good? I should point out that Houston's not joking about not having listened to the song before. He's literally, he's literally coming into this blind. Oh, I've read the lyrics. Great, okay. great job preparing for this. I have my own version of what this song is, and I bet it's probably wrong because it didn't match up musically. But here we go. I'm listening to it. Going <laughs> are you going to gonna sing it for us? Are you going to sing us your version? Please don't. Um, I've heard you since then. We, we don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Come on down to Lake no, Pontchartrain. No. Oh, Rest you your doing? soul and feed your brain. Okay, I'm going to YouTube.com. I, I could see a folksy rewrite of this song that says, Come down to Lake Pontchartrain, rest your soul and feed your brain. Um, that's not what it sounds like. It's a rock song. I definitely have like a spooky folk western vibe to it. But here we go. YouTube.com, Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, it'll, it'll autocorrect. I can't and I'll, I'll cut in a clip here for the audience. I'll cut in a little clip so they can get an idea of what the song sounds like to you. 
Uh, so we're just gonna wait for you to listen. I know. To it's just like uh, I mean, you can listen along. Oh man, Streetlight, that's a good song. There's so. Topeka's a good song. Topeka's one of the first ones I ever listened to. Amazing song. I vote you don't listen to the whole song. Okay, I'll just get to the chorus. I mean, I vote you do listen to the whole song, like, in more times, and become a huge fan of Ludo. There's, I mean, okay. I'm glad you got to have your own little Ludo fan cast while I was enlightened. Um, um, this it, is a Ludo fan cast. It feels like a ska band. What? What? A little bit. Like it doesn't have the horns, but it's got the same vibe a little bit. But so spooky. What? Ska. It feel, you just said it feels like a ska band minus the thing that makes it a ska band. So ska band minus horns. It's kind of like, like a rock band. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> like it feels like it's trying to be a ska band. But it's not quite there. Who tries to be a ska band? Ludo does, apparently. Ska definitely blends into into punk a little bit. And this also I could see blending a little into punk. And I think that's what you're thinking of. Look, this but is... But it is definitely rock music. This isn't 100%. like Blink-182 and Tom DeLonge. We can't just obsess about it the whole episode. Um, which reminds me, we forgot to introduce our Tom DeLonge fun fact of the episode. Now that's that we have right. a good guest today. Oh, yeah. Um, Joseph, nothing you've said has mattered until you tell us what your Tom DeLonge fun <laughs> fact is. Well, and then we in- can make incorrect... The Everything I say matters, but uh, I am a fan of Tom DeLonge. Um, I realize that he is insane, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I did I did find a little fact for you guys. So you 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 are not allowed to say he's insane. I'm gonna edit this out. Or <laughs> it's a good thing Jake's not here, guys. What what if what if by insane I mean like Tom DeLonge is insane, man? He's so insane. Like what if it was a positive? Yeah, that's fair. Come on. There you go. I, we you can, know, we can work with that. I listen to like Boxcar Racer. Like that's how much of a Tom DeLonge fan I am. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah. Is that your is that your fact that you listen to Boxcar Racer? It can be. I mean, fun fact, <laughs> Tom DeLonge likes it when Joseph listens to Boxcar I could sing racer. a Boxcar Racer song right now. To this day. All right. Fun fact. So, one time early on in Blink-182's career, uh, Tom DeLonge was playing at a concert. They were opening for another band. I forget the other band's name. And uh, in the middle of the concert, since it, there's about like 2,000 people there, so it's a decent-sized venue. Um, a drunk guy just decides to get out onto the stage and sit in front of the drummer, like in the middle of the of the concert. And there's no security, really. Because <laughs> why not? Because, you know, he's drunk, so he can do whatever he wants. And Tom DeLonge sees this, and he has That's an idea. That's what I've heard. And he looks to another member of the band. He says, Mark, naked bouncer. And uh, his buddy springs into action in front of 2,000 people. He strips off all of his clothing and walks over to the guy with this chunk in his face and says, hey, <laughs> you're coming with me. And takes the drunk guy out with him and takes him off stage. So, you know, he sounds like a crazy cult leader. He can tell people what to do and they strip off their clothes and do it. <laughs> okay. There we go. That's our Tom DeLong fact. Um, now that we've had our Tom DeLong fact from our guest, we can go back to talking about the less popular, less well known band <laughs> known as Ludo that's a wannabe ska band. The Black Eyed Peas played in the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean they're good. 
the Black Eyed Peas Houston are popular or were popular enough to play in the Super Bowl. That should tell you that being popular doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I try to be optimistic on every episode, but I've just had it. I'm sick of Brian's obscure references for <laughs> topics. I'm done with it. I thought the Hardy Boys was enough. You know what? I don't know Brian's obscure references, but if they're anything like this, they're gold. And you're just too blinded by the world to see it. So I guess what my job is here is to turn your fanboyism into something that is actually sellable. So let's break it down. Lake Punchart Train. It's punky. It's skyy. It's, it's spooky. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop you there. It is not skyy. Retract that from the record. It's like the fun, like, it's going to be scary. There's going to be some good jump vibes. Not jump vibes. Jump scares you know, coming up. Actually, I like jump vibes. <laughs> jump vibes is pretty good. We're going to have a lot of dancing <laughs> squid Ooh, monsters cool. jumping out. You get some uh, jump vibes from this song. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna start using jump vibes to mean anything. Hey, that guy's really giving me some jump vibes. We should get out of here. Some serious <laughs> jump vibes. Uh, I think he's gonna strip naked and take somebody off a stage. I'm, I'm getting some jump vibes. From him. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Let me give like a quick rundown. We'll we'll assume that everyone went and listened to the, to the song, but just in case. Good idea. Um, let me break it down. Um. It's it's about three friends, Darius, Nolan, and the, the narrator, who's is who's me, right? Darius, Nolan, and me. Um, and it's about them going on a road trip. The they're from Missouri, which they call Missouri. Which is a joke that everybody uh, like that's everybody says that. So let's I thought it, I thought it was something that locals would hate. No, no, we all say it. Like I don't I'm actually not oh, from okay. Missouri. I was on the Illinois side, but like it's just like a self Therefore your opinion's thing. invalid. No. I bet there's a lot of Missourians no. who really hate that it, you It's just, a <laughs> like if somebody else said it about them maybe, but it's just self-deprecating and like in the middle of the winter it's like let's get up out of misery here. Anyway, so it's these three guys, they're in Missouri and they want to go on vacation. So they drive down to Louisiana on I-55. I assume that's what 55 means there. Yes, sir. Um, and the, the song is basically describing that they... The important thing that happens at the start is that they stop by the highway to eat. Darius and Nolan eat crawfish, and the There is a significant not. amount of crawfish in this song. Like, There's a lot of I've never heard anyone sing about crawfish, let alone <laughs> sing about it ten times in one song. I know. Pretty revolutionary, I'd say, Houston. The song is basically about this cursed lake, which I found out Lake Pontchartrain ha- is uh, home to the largest... Or the longest bridge over water, which I didn't know. We will definitely shoot a scene on that bridge. Speaking of bridges over what you might call troubled water, we could have done a Simon and Garfunkel movie. Instead, what? you're doing Ludo. So, like, you want to just put people to sleep with the most boring music known to man? I Like, I, I don't have a response just because I hate both of you so much right now. Keep going. So basically what happens is Lake Pontchartrain is the home to a curse. And if you eat the crawfish there, it the, the lake will enchant you and hypnotize you and draw you into the lake and kill you. And that's what happens to the narrator's friends. And basically the song is him telling the story of it. And I like to imagine he's telling it in like a court trial. Yeah. Or like right? investigating From the way he talks at the end of it. Yeah. Or talking to like detectives. Yeah. An important... I, and I think that's the setting we want to go An with. important aspect is also when they, when they die, they see somebody in the waves and their friends go out to save them. I think that's going to be pretty dramatic. Yeah, it's going to be a great scene. So first off, let's cast... So I've actually got a list here prepared of all the characters we need. I've actually added some that are not explicitly named, but that I think will help with the movie. Uh, so let's just start with Darius, Nolan, and me. So three friends trying to go on a road trip and have some fun. Untitled narrator and two buddies. So how about yeah. Edward Norton? Should we name the narrator? Should we give him a name? How about Edward Norton, 
and two Brad Pitts. <laughs> so you're going to clone him or are we doing like Gemini Man? And we'll call it Lake Fight Club. Uh, Gemini Man meets Fight Club, but it's worse than both. And that's what Ludo music is. So Houston, can we mute him, Brian? Do you have like a mute button? <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. <sighs> um, No, we probably need to go younger. So not Edward Norton nor the Ageless Warrior. I also, that is Brad Pitt. I think this is going to determine a lot of the vibe, right? Like it's a horror movie. Edward Norton, that's, that's going to make it like a... Serious horror. Like a very serious movie, yeah. Well, I like, think what we need to go for is um, like a get out vibe. It's a scary movie, but there's a ton of comedic relief. So what you're saying is that Lake Ponchartrain... Ponchartrain. ...wants to eat up black people. Ponchartrain. <laughs> like, hey, we could put... Or as I like I to call it here in Utah, Lake Ponchartrain uh, likes to eat up black people and steal their bodies so that swamp monsters can possess them so um i said a vibe not a rewrite of the movie <laughs> the only vibes i want in this movie are jump vibes joseph oh, that's what i was trying um, to give you <laughs> what if um, all three saying... of our actors have to dance like they have to be good at dancing they have to know how to dance so what if we took aladdin from aladdin i don't know the actor's name i'm gonna stop you there and say no what if we didn't i think we need people who are friends in real life. Like some of those friends that love to make movies together. Like an Adam Sandler. <laughs> like an Adam Sandler and I his don't friends. know if I'd do Adam Sandler, but what if we did Seth Rogen and That's his friends? also a very specific You vibe. know who could sing this song better than Ludo? Is probably Adam Sandler. Here we go. Like he's got some, he's got some jams that are more popular than Ludo. smoke your marijuana cut. Yeah, that's not what I want. No, I think we need to go a little younger than both good old Adam Sandman and both- Yeah, I'm definitely thinking like 20 year olds, right? I mean, yeah, these are like college broke kids that are like, they just needed to get out of Missouri. They need to go eat some crawdaddies or what is it? Crawfish? Crawfish. Yeah, it's crawfish, you weirdo. They're all the same thing. How about each of us, starting with Brian, moving to Joseph and then finishing with me, we can each add who we want- to be our three protagonists. So Brian, you get to okay. pick of the I've three. Got, who I've got know. mine. Mine's Tom Holland. And is that gonna be? Okay. Uh, I don't have. I, I don't have a preference. I think he's got to be the narrator. He's such a big character. Like, let's not kill him off. Yeah, he he probably is the narrator. Yeah. Okay, Tom Holland as uh, me. Okay, that makes sense. I can get behind that. He's got a great American accent. It's true. Let's see his uh, southern accent. <laughs> Missouri doesn't really have a southern accent. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fair. I, I I was thinking of Louisiana uh, where it takes place. But, uh, <laughs> thank yeah, goodness we can fair. avoid that. I. I doubt it's a good accent. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, it's... Joseph, you pick yours. Oh, dang. Now, okay, so it's got to be somebody in Tom Holland's age group, hmm. but not as popular as Tom Holland because he's our star. We could switch it up. We, we actually could have the me be anyone, right? Yeah. Like, the me could you be female. You know what, you know what we should do? Female. So I kind of had it like when I was when I was preparing for this podcast, I read some stuff on like Train and stuff. There have actually been like airline crashes in there. There have been like like 50 people died in an airplane crash. Like there's some like history there of a lot oh, of dead people. So we could get a really creepy vibe going. And what if we got Penn Badgley or Bagley, whatever his name is from you to be the me. Who's that? He's from um, the Netflix show. You he's a, he's a serial killer and he's super charming and okay. super evil at the same time. So then we could have this story being told by him and we don't know if it's true or if he just murdered his two friends. Okay, yeah, I like that. Because because if you, if Tom Holland tells you this story, you yeah, believe like it. he's obviously but a good guy. Like, oh yeah, there's just some we give weird Tom curse. Holland the chance to show his acting chops. Maybe he does turn into a crazy, deranged murder killer. But by the have you Googled this guy? Have you he's seen terrifying. this Tom yeah. Holland? 
he's he's a murderer in he's, the making. He's adorable <laughs> and delicious. It's like when they tried to make Robin Williams a bad guy. Nobody could get with it. Uh, fun fact, Penn Badgley has a music group called Mothxer. <laughs> oh my gosh, he can sing a new version of the song. He'll do a cover in the credits. Yes, yeah. yes. Um... Like. I've got mine. I'm going to, for Nolan, I feel like that could be a girl's name. So I'm actually going to go with Jessica Roth. Uh, she. No, we can, dude, it can't be. It's a, just a few poor boys trying to get up out of misery. I'm re- Hey, vetoing. you don't know oh, how true. she identifies this. in this movie. I am vetoing this. It has to be dudes. I feel like that is a very un open minded, very tunnel visioned, insensitive approach to this, Joseph. Here's, here's my problem with casting Jessica Roth. As far as I can tell, she is a law professor and not an actress. Um, maybe it's Jessica Roth, R O T H E. Okay, okay. Uh, here's my problem with casting it. One, one Houston oh, okay, said yeah. and he's against this whole project. Two, if they're going to go out and say, save somebody in the swells, I think it makes sense for two dudes trying to go save a woman. Now that's just old-fashioned thinking. Because that's, that's when men think now stupid. Now why can't it be? No, that's when men are stupid. It's an attractive woman who's drowning, and they, they feel like they need to be heroic, and that's what gets them killed. Hey, so hey, it's kind of like, this is you're the... saying she is... You're saying she is the creature in the yeah, water. Yeah, you, your person can be the creature in the water. Your person can be cast as Lake Pontchartrain. Hey, Joseph, this is the 21st century. I think it is just as fair to say that women can be stupid and swim out to save a very charming swamp <laughs> creature in the lake. Quote from Houston from the episode. Who looks like two Brad Pitts. Women can be stupid. Women can be stupid. They can. They have the right to be as smart or you're stupid trying to as ruin they my want. movie. That's all I'm saying. If we're trying to be true to the source material, it says just a few poor boys trying to get up out of. Yeah, misery. we can edit it. It's that's. I think that's arbitrary. Um, we're doing good so cover you're, anyways. You're the kind of guy who's gonna give like the last Airbender. Like that's how the last Airbender got made. Oh, you know what? I think they would say um instead of let's move in, on. In Asia. We can edit that. We can change. Let's move that. on. Who's gonna be our Bayou man with the yellow-eyed black teeth? banging on the windshield screaming like a demon we are nowhere near ready (laughs) for that yet yeah and we also we haven't even cast the the radio host or the motel manager (laughs) i i was just really excited for the swamp creature i just like monsters they're fun let's well you already cast the swamp creature i think your girl is this so here's my thing joseph i think i disagree with you i don't think we're I don't think we are understanding the song the same way. There is a lyric. So it's the way the what I have seen described is I don't think they are going to rescue that body. They're just hypnotized and they're running into the lake. Uh, I mean, I guess you could see that. They say they saw someone out there, but they just like run. They're just like hypnotized. And they're just like running out. And they're just yeah, like, but why it. wouldn't the narrator go out too? I guess he didn't eat the crawfish. Because but... he wasn't hypnotized because he didn't eat the crawfish. Yeah, you could see it like that or... I want to look at the um, actual words. Reading the lyrics on azlyrics.com forward slash lyrics forward slash Ludo, it definitely gives off the hypnotized vibes. I think I'm going with Brian on this. I think like they are just like in their mind, they think they're trying to be brave Gryffindors and go save this person in the lake um, because they are just delusional. Like they're trying to be the active hero in this very scary story. And maybe this whole thing is a message of, hey, sometimes... It's not good to be a hero. You just need to like sit back and not get hypnotized by swamp creatures. I think that's a very important I mean, message yes. for everyone. Here's the line know. though. Darius was yelling that he saw somebody out in the cell. So, hey, there's somebody out there. And he jumps out of the car. Yeah, fair. So, but is anyone there? 
I don't think so. I think it's it's the lake, but I think the lake is kind of like a siren. Okay. Then I do think we do agree. As long as we agree that there isn't actually oh, no. a person. They're not going to go save somebody. They're then tricked. They're duped by the lake. And I think okay. their perception of reality is definitely changed. I think if you squint really closely, out in the distance, you can probably see two Brad Pitts. <laughs> In every, in every frame of the Houston, movie, there, there's always two This two is the first pits. time I'm agreeing with you. Heck yeah. <laughs> there are two Brad Pitt's out there. <laughs> okay. I need to make some notes. Okay. Who is... So Darius is... Uh, Penn Badgley. What was his name? Penn oh, Badgley. I, I oh, wait, like him. The narrator, the narrator like is better Badgley, as the narrator. Sorry. Let's change that. Yeah. Um, Penn Badgley as the narrator... Are we going to give him a name? Maybe Penn? Yeah, that's that's creepy enough. Let's just name him Penn. We, we could call him uh, Andrew, it's also like him the, telling the lead story. singer of the band, Andrew Volp. Or maybe we can name that's him fun. Tom. Let's call him Andrew. Like the lead singer of a more famous band. <laughs> like Tom DeLonge. Namely Blink-182 that everyone's heard about. No, it's... Okay, it's Andrew. It, his name is Andrew, which does make sense because he's the yeah. one who sings the song. Um, Darius, then, is, uh, is Tom Holland. And I am going to make the ruling that uh, the three main characters do need to be Poe boys. Yep. So we need a new Nolan. Okay. Houston, you can still pick it, but, you know, give us a boy. We could definitely put Jessica Roth as... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of other characters. She can totally be in this. She can be the hotel manager. She can be I think she honestly could be host. the face of the lake. So, like, after they eat the crawfish, maybe she's, like, yeah. a character that only those two can see, and they feel like they're getting to know her. And so then when they see her out in the lake, like, that's yeah. the girl we met. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's way good. Because in the song, we don't get any images of, like, someone before that uh -huh. they know. It, it strengthens it a lot if there's someone that they keep seeing. But she's a hallucination. Like, instantly, as soon as they eat the crawfish, she's like, hey, guys. Yeah. And they're, like, talking. And uh, we keep, they keep running into her. And they're like, this is really weird. We keep running into and this And Andrew girl. doesn't see her. So like, and, it's going to be uh, like, we think that Andrew knows what's going on, but he yeah. doesn't. What if? And like, they are both interested in her, but it turns out she's like the face of the lake. What if we put a twist on this? What if Nolan is actually Darius's little brother? Uh, that could work. He's getting ready to go to college. So he has him out. He's trying to like entertain him, but there's nothing fun to do because it's Missouri. They're in misery. You got to get up out of misery, so, man. Like, that's what propels the plot forward. They're trying to go look for something fun to entertain their little brother, who's going to be Julian Dennison, famous from Hunt for the Wilder People and Deadpool 2, <laughs> trying to do a, a Louisiana accent, okay. Okay. which I think would be hilarious. Are you suggesting that Tom Holland yes. and Julian Dennison yeah. are brothers? I don't know if I could say... They could be adopted brothers, but I will no, say I love yeah, that fine. kid, so I I, I really just like the yeah. image of Tom Holland and Julian Dennison being buddies. I think it's funny. And I think a New Zealand actor trying to do a Bayou accent or succeeding with a Bayou accent would also be amazing. See, here's the problem. You're making the same mistake Brian did. He's from Missouri. He's not from Louisiana. But maybe they're originally from Louisiana and they're like, hey, we heard about this old famous no, lake. No, they're, they're Missourian boys. They say misery. Well, no, Andrew does. Just the narrator. Just the narrator is. Yeah, Andrew has to be from St. Louis. Okay, but all right. Julian right. Dennison's character is Same officially from Holland. Louisiana. Just so you can do the accent. They're from Louisiana. So they're That's how they know about this lake it makes, on charge. It makes sense that they're the ones eating the crawfish, too. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is good Louisiana cooking. We're getting crawfish. But why do they not know about the curse? It seems like they'd I, also maybe know they about do the know curse. about the curse. They just think it's fake. Can I just say there I know go. more about this song now okay, than Joseph? I've pointed out a number of things. Fact checked. Wait, what have you? What name one <laughs> thing you know more? One thing. The you know fact more that than they me. could be from Louisiana, hence they eat the crawfish. Uh, the truth is, when Andrew wrote this song, he was thinking about his actual friends that were from Missouri. So that's what I was bringing into this. So, so we got our cast. <laughs> I like. It. 
So, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We have our we main guest, yes. the Thunderheads that we need to listen to. And maybe we pick up the pace here. We got what? like we got the three big ones that we're working with. We're good to go. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay, who would be a good radio host? Because I think having a radio being a recurring character is interesting as well. What is in the car the whole time, right? So I think it'd be fun I have to have an a idea. recurring radio host. It's a two-man radio show, but both voices sure. are voiced by Brad Pitt. Oh, I love it. I love oh my it. Gosh. Actually, I don't love it because what I do love is let's get a Saint, got an actor from St. Louis who has a great voice and is very charming, namely uh, the Honorable John Hamm to be the radio. John host. Hamm's pretty good guy. Oh, John Hamm is a John Hamm is a good we, cast for a radio host. Do we want to give him a co-host that is not? <laughs> no, Brad Pitt. Pitt always has to be in uh, in couples throughout this movie. Okay, so John Hamm, I do, I kind of want someone else now, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, and my first thought was Tina Fey, just because John Hamm is on Thirty Rock. But I mean, uh, I'd be fine with that. Let's yeah. go Tina Fey. But John Hamm is from St. Louis, so he's going to be all over this. Yeah, I like this, and they're just going to be wisecracking. I think they'll they like they can be like the comic relief, even though they're not actually there. Like the the radio can like glitch and turn on and be like they'll say some funny thing in a, well, a I, perfect moment. I also know? think they're they probably fun, the dramatic irony movie of technique. the movie. Like they say something that could have totally helped the characters yeah. at a given moment, and they ignored it even though they heard it on the radio. Like maybe it's not directly or, saying like, hey. are they not even? Because it's the they interrupted their program with the strange local show. So. Aren't they just the lake as well? They could be the strange local show, yeah. But yeah, aren't they just the Oh, lake? you're saying that they are the voices? Yeah. Like, none of, they're not real. Singing Come Down to Lake Pontchartrain? But they can be throughout the whole thing. They can be cutting in, but they were never real people. Yeah. It's just another tactic the lake is getting to get them down there. Yeah, let's say it's them, but we're going to we're gonna say that there's some some choir doing the, the actual voices, because I think that's interesting, because they do sound like a choir. Yeah, I don't think they have to be the voices coming from under the lake but just like when they interrupted with the strange show like yeah let's just say they're listening to normal music and this strange show keeps butting in and they're funny but they're like dark at the same time and they're leading them down there yeah that's cool that's very cool the last two that i want to cast there's one that i made up who is the motel manager because it talks about them going to they're pulling over at the choctaw mm-hmm. motel who who could that be my first thought was steve buscemi <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but i don't know that is like the in. perfect scary hotel manager in louisiana put him in and the last one is the there's not a great description here's the description when out of the bayou came a man like the lake had a tongue he was right up on the glass all yellow-eyed black teeth banging on the windshield screaming like a demon at the top of his lungs okay okay is does he look like a tongue or is I think he just that was a metaphor emerging <laughs> emerging in the form as it, the way that a tongue what emerges if? Basically, from a mouth. He looks so gross that he looks like he's part of the lake what if I have an idea. He's like an old Greg yes. sort of old monster Greg. coming Which in. we could get Noel I Fielding. I have a great idea. Guys, listen to me now. You have no good ideas in this one. I'm ignoring <laughs> you on purpose. What if we film all of this movie now? Then over the next 10 years, we give Steve Buscemi a pack of cigarettes and make him smoke it every day. Then I f- think he fits the description okay. of that lake monster. If we film that part in 10 years. Oh, so he's both. So you think that every movie, when they have somebody old or gross, they just wait 10 years and wait for them to get old and gross? Because they have a crazy things called special effects and makeup departments that I think could be pretty convincing. Um, Wait till you see Ugly Boyhood and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Wait, is this a reference that's, to that's Boyhood? regular Boyhood, but starring <laughs> yes. an ugly boy? Not a Hollywood-worthy movie. <laughs> okay. about you, Houston? Or? Um, so... We have Steve Buscemi being the hotel manager and Steve Buscemi in 10 years being the lake monster. 
rejected. We can find somebody. I'm fine with him being aged up, Steve Buscemi, but I don't think uh, we can't need we to think wait. Of somebody else gross. There's got to be somebody else who's like gross. In a... I think Noah Fielding is actually interesting. Yeah, Noel Fielding is we're old casting, Greg. We're casting a surprising number of people with foreign accents <laughs> in this movie. Come on, Houston. You know you want old Greg to be in this. But he doesn't even need to speak. He just needs to scream. And can I tell you guys a real thing? I've had five nightmares that I remember in my life. <laughs> Two of them contain old Greg. So you're saying he's terrifying. I hate old you're Greg with a burning passion. I probably hate old Greg ten times as much as I hate the fact that we're doing this stupid episode about a Ludo song. Old Greg so is the he, bane of my existence. What you're saying is old Greg has, has caused some real fear and distress deep down in your psyche. Um, yeah, I don't even want to make this movie now because decades. not only are we not doing two Brad Pitts, we're not doing an old Greg. Or we, we're doing an old Greg, which just burns the back of my skull and makes me feel like I want to erupt like an angry volcano right now. Hold on, hold on. We may have a compromise here. What if it's two Brad Pitts in an old Greg costume? <laughs> You know, I think what we need to do now is just let's let's say that we just make a song that's like the opening music of the whole thing, and it's just called Two Bad Two Brad Pitts," and then it all Two Brad's two then pits. It's like, then it, then it's throughout the thing. Like the theme song of the whole thing is called Two Brad Pitts," and then he's always there. I'll 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 consider it. It sounds like a stupid idea right now, but we'll get back to it. <laughs> Uh, unlike all the other ideas we have on our um, podcast. No, it's mostly just a pride thing. Uh, story. The story is like mostly there itself. But but we need to add a few simple, more yeah. elements to it. Like so I had I had an idea about like how we get this started. Okay. Um <clears throat> so okay. I think we start in like the 1960s on an airliner. Go on. So they're just like a normal 1960s upbeat, like it's super happy. You see like an old fashioned like stewardess demonstration where they're all like peppy and like everybody and like there's like really happy music going on. Maybe a song called like Two Brad Pitts or something like that. And you know, it's just super, super happy. And all of a sudden they're flying in like beautiful blue sky, sun's coming up. And then like in a blink of an eye, it's like the worst storm they've ever seen. People scream. The plane goes down, everybody dies, and it zooms out, and you just see the sign that says, Welcome to Lake Pontchartrain. Because that really happened in Lake Pontchartrain. And then we can and say then, this is based well, off the a true end of story. the movie. There you go. At the end of the movie, the woman who was the who they, they saw on the waves and all that, it goes back to the plane. She was in the plane. Oh, and it's Jessica Roth. Okay. Sure, you can. You, Jessica you can, Roth. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, I do think it is Roth. I'm looking. Yeah, at the, remember when the I said that right and you made fun you right of me? Roth. No, I just I googled it. I didn't know how to spell it, and I googled right, it, no, and it was literally. This is when we gaslight Houston. No, Houston, you always said Roth. You said Roth from the beginning. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Stop. Calm down. Yeah, I can't Calm you're down, Houston. A... You're getting unreasonable. Okay, crawfish. We need lots of crawfish. How are we gonna? Who are we gonna cast? What are we gonna do about the crawfish? Wait. What if all the crawfish um, are played oh, by Brad Pitt? Oh, they're voiced by Brad Pitt. Okay, that would be some right. very good looking crawfish. And and he's eating <laughs> crawfish in every or scene. Or we put Aziz Ansari's <laughs> face on all the crawfish. I think that would just be delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah. I, I actually think anyone, anyone who will agree to be in yes. this movie gets to be a crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> this amazing movie. Crawfish is done. We need what? What else do we need? Like we've got the plot, we've got the 
like, what is the reason for the song being sung? Going back, Brian talked about, or maybe it's Joseph, one of you two, about the idea of like, they're singing the song is like, the emotional confession of what they experienced through this traumatic event at like a, yeah. a court hearing or something. I think he could actually be on death row and it's almost like a Netflix style thing. Like Whoa. he's going to be executed for these murders. And it's like one last reporter gets in there and get this guys. I had another idea. So the reporter gets done. It's the day before his last meal. He, re he requests his last meal. And when they bring it in, it's just a plate full of crawfish. And we cut. <laughs> okay. And it's got sure. his two best friends looking uh, at him as the crawfish. But there's no faces of the crawfish. But like the last scene is like he tries, he was talking to this reporter to get the execution stayed, but it doesn't work at his last meal. I think one of them is Brad Pitt. And he winks <laughs> at the what? camera. Brad Pitt could be the reporter. <laughs> oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Or it could be. Yeah, or Brad could be Pitt. Anyone. Yeah. And maybe good. Brad Pitt comes in different costumes, so it almost feels like there's two Brad Pitts in the times that he goes and visits him there. And what if this is all a dream within a dream? What if... It's actually purgatory. <laughs> Lake Pontchartrain is purgatory. What if this guy ends up escaping from prison and he grows up to be Brad Pitt and then his whole life is devoted to warning people about going to Lake Pontchartrain? So he turns into like the old hermit man who lives at the gas station before the cabin in every scary movie who like tells you about don't go up to Lake Crystal. There's monsters in the lake. Like it's that equivalent character and it's Brad Pitt. And so it's funny. And then we, we also in this fast forward, we realize we, we cut to the Choctaw Motel and we see Steve Buscemi, but we realize that he's Tom <laughs> Holland's character. So then we're living in like this weird lake house situation where time is... Yeah. It's like a weird time loop, yeah. <laughs> and then it turned out Steve Buscemi is actually Brad Pitt the whole and, time. And the movie's just called The Lake House. <laughs> Steve Buscemi is older Brad Pitt, which goes to show looks don't last forever. I feel like I've been really mean to Steve Buscemi this episode, and I'm sorry. We you all have a little Steve bit, but I, I think he's earned a, a little bit of it. And personally, I like him more than Brad Pitt, so who cares if he's ugly? I like Steve Buscemi quite a bit. I think we've got a good uh, at least framework for a movie, enough that I can Photoshop <laughs> a bad poster for it. I mean, uh, I'd watch this. <laughs> movie i think houston watched this movie and begrudgingly now he'd say he hated it but deep down he'd love it he loves it yeah um who's directing the movie this might this might sort of put a bow i feel on like things. we need a sam raimi vibe like i mean or at least like someone who can do sam raimi style which is horror comedy i want i want well, jordan peele i, I, I want my jordan first thought was tim burton but i think that's too much but jordan if yeah. you do jordan peele then you're shooting for oscar uh, caliber and i feel like that's too serious for what we're going for no, this is based off of the almost out is hilarious. Get out is so funny with the TSA. It's funny, but yeah, it's, it's really serious. And, funny. and this is based off of an almost <clears throat> ska song. We we need it to like lean into the campiness more. No, no, wrong. You're wrong, Houston. We've made this amazing. All right, I'm gonna cast the I'm gonna cast the uh, tie-breaking vote. And I'm gonna say <laughs> Wes Anderson. No, it's it's less Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Les Anderson. Thank you. That is a real deep cut. Real right deep there, cut to that the Silver Screen Redemption. That's a real deep cut for our Silver Screen Redemption fans. I think that's it then. I think that's our great movie, Lake Pontchartrain. I think we just call it that, unless people don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, in, which case we, in, in which case, we just call it uh, Lake House 2. 
And that's how we'll make it sellable. But really Lake House One, because it was Lake House One the whole time. Is it directed by M. Night Shyamalan? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Is it starring Keanu Reeves? Really? I mean, I guess it all devolved into where everybody's everything at this point, right? So what is this all a metaphor for? Yeah. <laughs> like what, if, what are we trying to say with this movie? What if every character in the movie is the same what character? If it they are all the same character and they're different levels of the character's subconscious. And Lake Punchar Train is just symbolic for like. Are you purposely making it worse every time you say it? Lake Pantry. Like, I just right? want to know. It, it could it could be the case. I just want to make sure you're not having a stroke. Lake Pontachorni is okay, symbolic for just like Closer. darkness within our minds and where everything goes, where like we're trying to avoid it, but we're secretly drawn to it because it's fun. And we're willing to like give up friends and our lives and like be a little risky because we're, we want to live on the edge of crazy. And it actually explains serial killers. And then we'll understand why Brad Pitt becomes a serial killer 20 years from now. And now it is directed by <sighs> Yeah, Field. we got okay. there. <laughs> Fine, I brought that upon myself. <laughs> I do love him. I, I think Jordan Peele's still the man for the job. What if it's some... what if it's Jordan Peele with notes from Les Anderson? Yeah, I mean, he, co-directed by Les Anderson, yes. Because I just feel like Jordan Peele deserves so <laughs> yeah. much more than this crappy script we're giving to him. You know what? As long as we edit out everything you said, we got a pretty good script. <laughs> All right. It's a good thing you're not a studio executive. So you couldn't <laughs> I would have fired, fired you, Brian. You're, you're a fan. Um, okay, I can see the passion. You're hired you again. You get a raise. Um, I wonder if Jake would have backed me up on this. I doubt it. I think he... No, Jake's a huge I think he's fan, a reasonable so. person who doesn't have grudges or anything. Yeah, but Jake loves Ludo. So you just insulted something I love. So then I was, you know, came from a place of being defensive. <laughs> I'm sorry that I invited you on, Joseph, and then it turned into me personally attacking you. Even though <laughs> I, I felt loved, more personally attacked for. in this, I don't know why I'm apologizing to you. <laughs> that's, how, that's the long game, man. That's, that's the mind games I play. You're saying sorry to me now. I'm ready for this episode to be over. <laughs> Brian, do you want to tell them where they can find us? Uh, yeah, you can find us on the internet uh, at perfectbrainstorm.net. You can find us on Twitter at perfbrainstorm, on Instagram at perfectbrainstorm, or on Facebook, we're perfectbrainstorm. Um, here's where we would normally do our next topic, but we don't have Jake. Jake's dead. Uh, Jake is skiing with Tom DeLonge, and he'll be back soon. So, in the meantime... Jake is going to introduce our topic for next week. Or I could just do it. It's another Ludo song. <laughs> this is now a Ludo fan podcast, and every week will be a new Ludo song. Um, no. Um, right? right? Am I right? Am I right or am I right? Here's the thing. We're trying really hard to get Tom DeLonge on this podcast. And I think if we're <laughs> competing with, like, putting pressure to, like, get the interest of another more obscure, less successful band to come on our show, it's going to, like, not make it worth it for Tom. Like, he's just going to see us as, like, a, a step stepping down stone. in his career. You get a little bit of a less popular band on, and Tom's like, hey, I know Ludo. They were on them. Maybe I'll do it. You know? It's just like you, you go up the ladder. Well, my plan to get Tom hasn't failed yet. We're getting closer every episode. Nor has it succeeded. Um, and by my plan, I mean Jake's plan. I don't know why I'm taking credit for it. Just to clear up any confusion, I did try and get Ludo on the on the show this week, but I did fail. So, well, that's why I was on this. I was under the impression they would be on here. So, yeah, sorry. Anyways, Jake's gonna say something here. Uh, here I am. I'm introducing next week's episode concept. Essentially, I got thinking 
what's something that I'm a big fan of that we haven't really dug into all that much yet? And I think that thing is Star Wars. And the thing that got me thinking about it is um, there was a new trailer for The Mandalorian that came out. Uh, we also got news that there's going to be a, a miniseries, I believe, for um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And a lot of this is kind of based on this new platform that Disney is releasing. I think it's called Disney Plus. That's going to be like its own <clears throat> streaming service. And so I thought, you know, what's something goofy and ridiculous that we would talk about on Perfect Brainstorm that has to do with the Star Wars universe? And then it hit me. We have to beat Disney to the punch and write the first ever Star Wars sitcom series. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It might be but it also sounds really fun to talk about. So we are going to come up with a concept and a pilot and casting and all that fun stuff surrounding the idea, what if Disney released a sitcom in the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus? That's what we're tackling next week. Hopefully by then I am cured of my plague and I will be um, back at 100%. So I'll now turn it back to Brian and Houston to end the show without me. And now we're back. I'm very excited for our topic next week, Brian. Wow, I can't wait for the topic. I mean, it's no Ludo, but it sounds amazing. It sounds better than Ludo. Who'd have thought? (laughs) Shut it. Um, Deepest apologies to Ludo. I'm sure you're actually a great band. I've only listened to 15 seconds of your music. I'm sure you're okay. They're fantastic. Uh, Let's go ahead and wrap this up by saying goodbye in our terrible way we do every week. All right, join us next week. Uh, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bobby. Can I say my name? I'm, I'm Joseph You Young. are now. Here we go. You could say yeah. Jake's name. I'm the Jake. Jake's name. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.